Welcome to the Flourishing Life Podcast. This is a podcast all about creating deep relationships and building a healthy community in which you can flourish. We are three friends who also happen to be related. In each episode, we'll be sharing strategies and ideas, as well as encouragement, in order for you to build a stronger community that helps you have a more fulfilling life. We're so excited to journey along with you as you create your own community. Welcome to the Flourishing Life Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and my sister, Brittany, today. Hey, guys. As we talk about what it looks like for us to have friends with other couples in our life and also to have friends with other families in our life, hopefully you find this episode very encouraging and it gives you some tips and strategies on how you can meet other couples and meet other families that you will enjoy being in community with. So let's dive right in, Brittany, and let's talk a little bit about how you found these couples and families that you spend time with. Um, Where did you meet them? And how long have you been friends with some of these people in your life? So we have quite a diverse group of friends that we have as a family. Um, A lot of friends we know through church. Um, We live in a town that I grew up in, that we, you and I grew up in, our family. Um, And so I have some friends that, you know, I've known since I was little and then they grew up and they had their own family. And then we, um, one friend in particular happens to live across the street from me, which is really fun. And she has kids that are the same age as my kids. And so we have those friends. Uh, We live in a really nice neighborhood that has a lot of families. And so that can happen organically too. those friendships, just standing around outside, watching the kids ride their bikes and playing on the skateboards and kids running back and forth between houses. Um, We have developed friendships that way. Then we also have friends that we've just met from sitting on the sidelines of the soccer field together and going to and from ballet class and carpooling with and being on different sports teams. If, you know, your kids play more than one sport, they kind of cycle through the seasons Mm -hmm. and then it's like baseball season and all the families are doing that. And then it's, you know, swimming at the river in the summer and then you see couples down there and then it's ski season and we see people at the mountain. And so um, that's kind of what our friendship group looks like right now as a family. Mm -hmm. So that's mostly family friends. And then what does it look like for you and your husband as far as it goes with couple friends? Do you just automatically do couple things without the kids with those same people? Or do you have like a different set of friends who you do things with that are just like a couple? We mostly have those couples we we try to spend time with outside of being around our kids right. because you know how it is having conversations with children around. You get like two sentences in and then right. you're trying to, you know, regain your thought process and your train of thought while they're running around and all sorts of things. Right. So um, anyways, and then we have a few friends through... Um, my husband's work, but we don't see them really on a regular basis. It's more of like seeing them at events and being really happy to get together. But, um, we just tend to see people that are mostly like doing the same things that we're doing Mm -hmm. family wise. Yeah. So what about you guys? We have friends from our neighborhood that we really enjoy spending time with, which has been really great. Um, And then we also, it's funny, since we have four kids, we found that we've really bonded with our oldest kind of friend group and oh. we've kind of established those people uh-huh. as long-term friends so we've had them um for a long time from you know the kids playing sports together being uh-huh. in the same class at school that type of thing so we're actually finding it harder and more challenging to make friends with our younger kids yeah. 
because we've already had those established relationships. Right. And there's only so much time in a day, week, month to be with people. That's hard. And then sometimes I find like my littles, you know, the little kids don't really have as many friends yes. because we haven't developed those relationships with the families. Yes. That can be challenging. Yes. That yeah. has been very hard for us. So we're trying to be intentional to find families that have a wide age group of friends. Oh. What's also challenging because we have four kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're looking at families that hopefully have multiple friends. My right. daughter has um, friends with this little girl at school. And then it's great because she has a little sister. So it's like oh. the two girls are uh-huh. the same age as our two girls. And right. so we do a lot of like double play dates, which works out like really, really well. Right. Um, but I think that's where we've mostly found our friends through our neighborhood, sporting events, uh-huh. school, um, church activities, things like that, that you have common ground with people. And so it makes it easier to, you know, right. be in relationship and be in community with those people. Right, right. I do feel bad. I feel like we have a lot of friends that have boys. We mm. don't have as many friends with girls. Mm-hmm. And so our daughter, you know, luckily she's pretty rough and tumble a lot of times. <laughs> but she gets like, you know, she's, there's a lot of boys in our, yeah. our friendship group. Yeah. So. Interesting. We have like an interesting mix, I guess, of friends with girls, children and boy children. We, um have had a new kind of like twist in our family friendship. Um, now that Tyler is older, because he just turned 11, he is enjoying spending more time with adults. Oh. And so when we do things as a family, a lot of times he wants to hang out and uh-huh. be part of adult relationships and uh-huh. do adult activities and like partake in that. Okay. So a lot of times it's like transitioning from just like go, oh, well, you go play with the kids. It's like, well, he doesn't want to just like sit and play games with the kids anymore. He wants to like have conversation. Yes. Yes. And adult activities. And, um, he really enjoys playing yard games. And since we do it a lot without, you know, other people and we just do it with our family, Uh he is actually pretty decent. And so a lot of times Brett will team up with him. Um, and then they will play against like the other the men other, that we're hanging yeah. out with other dads mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's pretty fun. So it's, it's like an interesting transition. I feel like we're in right now, um, which has been good. It's just, just different. So, um, as you're thinking about your couple and family friends and these relationships, what do you think that you look for in those people? And when you're kind of like searching out, do you feel like you were super like, these are the kind of people I need in my life, or it just kind of happened organically? What kind of things do you look for? I feel like it's just kind of happened organically for us. Um, But we also really, um, you know, probably subconsciously, we have aligned ourselves or chosen friends or chosen to foster friendships that we um, like the, the kids. Right. And that we feel like we want our kids to be around mm-hmm. um, because that's really important. You know, you the people that you surround yourself with are a huge influence on your life. Right. And we know that with our children. And so we really try and foster friendships that, um, that you know, and kids are kids. Nobody's right. going to be perfect. Right. And they're going to do crazy things. My kids do crazy things. And you're right. like, I cannot believe they said that, did that. Yeah you know, picked up that big stick and almost like whacked your kid on the top of the head or whatever. But just in general that have kind of the same parenting values and, um, that you can, that you can chat with and say like, Hey, this is happening right now with us. Like, what do you think? Have you ever been through this? What, you know, what would you do? Um, and so we look for people or or kind of have hospitals 
foster those friendships, people that we appreciate their opinion, kind of have the same values as us, and also just the same interests. Yeah. You know, people that want to do the same things, like go swimming at the river, go paddleboarding, go hiking, go camping, go rafting, go fishing. Mm -hmm. Like, we live in a very outdoorsy area, and we are not even close to as, like, outdoorsy and adventuresome <laughs> as some people are. That sounds really us. outdoorsy, all that stuff. Sounds well, very outdoorsy. Well, it is. It's kind of like an outdoor mecca. Um, but, um, yeah, so people that kind of like to do the same sorts of activities that we do. Yeah. So what about you guys? I think it would be the same for us, people who have common interests mm-hmm. and um, that our kids all get along well because mm-hmm. we've had friendships in the past that, like, the kids didn't get along well oh. and then it was like they didn't really want to hang out and so yeah. it just made it it difficult to continue as family friends and so a lot of times we would just do things as couples right um which is still great and fun but it was definitely a challenge to try to convince your kids to play or do right they didn't want to go and be part of it right so that was hard and if you're hanging out and they're not on board and then they're like when are we gonna go or this right. or that or they're arguing it's not fun no it's not fun and then we have also just relationships where people continue to do the same things as you um or their interests and their kids interests continue you on. So for example, we had friends um, that had uh, kids that were my oldest age and they played sports together. And then this last year they started going up to the mountain and going skiing with us and snowboarding with us. Mm -hmm. And so then it was like, we had transitioned from this one season of doing like soccer as young kids to then doing something that was with older kids and more family oriented and being at the mountain. So kind of like a whole new activity we can do with Mm -hmm. this family, which has been really, really fun. And we've really enjoyed it. So what other activities, is it mostly just outdoors activities that you do with your friends or how do you figure out like what you're going to do and when you're going to do it with people? Well, this past year we, um, got a family pass to the local ski resort that's not too far from our house. And so that kind of provided like a winter outlet. A Mm -hmm. lot of people in our area are on ski team, but Mm -hmm. that is a huge commitment. And you, that is what you spend every single weekend all winter long doing, not to mention it's quite expensive. Right. Um, so we just got a family pass to kind of a smaller ski resort and we, um, really enjoyed that. But in the winter time, people tend to hole up a little bit Mm -hmm. and like, we don't see a lot of friends otherwise in the winter. So summer is really like spring, summer, fall are really Mm -hmm. the times that we tend to be more communal and spend more time with families and Mm -hmm. um, other friends. I don't know. Winter just seems a little bit more like cozy. We stay home more. Well, and I think too, I sometimes this is so bad, but I already feel like I'm exposing my kids to so many germs that sometimes I'm like, I don't want to hang out with other people because I'm like, oh, they're already going to school and all the activities and like, you're just reducing your like germ. Intake. Intake. Yes. Oh, you sorry, just, listeners. Like, I have a germ thing. She does have a germ thing. Um, you could just keep like hand sanitizer by your front door. Sure. And a little like, face mask. Everybody. <laughs> It's funny because I have a close friend and she lives next door to me and it's crazy in the winter we'll go weeks without seeing each other and we're like how do we literally share a fence and we can go weeks without seeing each other just schedules in winter and you're like drive into your garage close the garage door and that's it. So I get that. Yeah. We um, have also done the skiing thing with you guys and that has been so fun to do that family stuff and have the cousins all together Uh and they just have loved it. But I think for even 
even for our kids, it's been, um, it's good to be outside in the winter and like getting fresh air. And right. last season, for sure, the weather was nice at the mountain. So it was sunny a lot of days. Um, so I think that was like a big enjoyment for them. And then being able to go up with friends and to do that. So I think that has been super fun. So we are very grateful to you guys that you found that great fan oh, family activity for you're all of us welcome. <laughs> to do. <laughs> and then in the summer, do you think it's mostly just outdoor stuff that you're doing with other families? Yeah, it just seems like there's more opportunities and there's like parades and there's families in the park, which is like a music thing every Thursday night that yeah. we go to. And then you just see so many people and the kids run around together. Um, and so I think that in the summer, you just kind of happen to see people more out and about. Whereas in the winter, you're not spending a lot of time outside. That is true. Rainy. Yes. A lot. That's true. Yeah, that's a good um, point because we also have a park music festival every Thursday in the summer um, at our park which is close to our house we live close to it and it is like a big huge community mm -hmm. event where they serve food and they have like a beer garden right. and live music and the playgrounds and a splash pad um, and so we see lots of other families there you have a beer garden at yours that is Let's very see. interesting it's very busy and there's always a long line <laughs> To get drinks. Um, so they serve, they don't serve, they just wine and beer and cider. Do you have to drink it inside the garden? No, they've made it this, I guess it was this summer or last summer, where they will give you a wristband. Oh. And then, and then you, you can, can wear, around. like go back to your blanket and stuff and sit, or your chairs. Because we have, like they serve food at our music thing, which is called Families in the Park, um, but they don't serve alcohol. Like you can bring your own alcohol to the park. Oh. And everyone just brings like wine and beer. Oh, you can. Can you not bring your oh, own? Oh, no, you cannot bring your own and they have so much security and oh. they're like super intense about it and they're like alcohol monitors like walking oh. around yeah and I've seen them like bus people oh like older people will be like drinking out of like little coolers and like little cozies of things you know well that's embarrassing yeah and they'll like be like you know like confiscate the alcohol Oh, wow. Hood River has an open container lot anyways. And so you can be out, like you can walk around just if you wanted to with like a bottle of wine anywhere. You can? Yes. Actually, there oh. aren't very many places. I think it's only like Las Vegas and Hood River. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. That's yeah, you crazy. can be anywhere in Hood River and drink. Unless I guess it's like specifically stated like no drinking here. Do you see lots of people walking around just drinking? No. No. <laughs> But you could if you wanted to. Yes. Huh. Anyways, we're way off topic. Way off topic. <laughs> it's like fascinating. Uh, it's just interesting because it's so regulated right. for our music, you know, yes. like park thing and to see it like being so unregulated. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, but that is fun. And I feel like it's such an easy way to hang out with families and friends because it's like, oh, are you going Thursday right. night? Let's meet up here. And uh -huh. then it's like, you aren't really like necessarily hosting, but you can all sit yeah. by each other and it's casual. And so, yes. um, it's, that is great. So I think finding things in your area, if you have things like that, I think that are really, really fun and right. can be really great for your family and kids and all ages. And then, um, spending time with people and then kind of it's over, but you don't have to clean your house. You don't have right. to like provide food. You don't, you know, yes. it just can be really, really convenient and easy to do that. So I think that's really fun. Anything else that you guys do with other families that you have found really fun? Not in particular. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think all your outdoor activities are I know. Are Who really has good? time for anything else when you're so busy being outdoorsy? <laughs> 
What about guys. you guys? Um, I think we like to host a lot. So yeah. having um, friends over for barbecues or um, having couples over for like drinks at night after the kids have gone to bed is oh. one of our fun things that we like to do. So we'll put the kids to bed and then, you know, eight o'clock have people come over. Um, and then even sometimes during the week you can do that, which right. is really nice. So you can kind of spend that time with people. Um, what about traveling with other couples or families? Have you done a lot of that? Yeah, we, I mean, I wouldn't say a ton. We tend to take, we really value family vacations right. with just our family. And so when we do plan trips, we tend to only think in terms of that or most of the time, but we have taken trips with other couples and it's been really fun. And um, we always say when we do it, oh, we should do this more right. often. It's a great, like just a fun thing to do. Yeah. I mean, we've gone with you guys on yeah. a few different trips. Um, so that's been a really fun thing. And it's really fun for the kids to have friends to play mm-hmm. with and cousins and um, that type of thing. We have gone on a, we did like a four, five day rafting trip with another family one time, wow. which was really fun. I know you think that that, that does not does sound not fun. fun. <laughs> like rafting in nature, sleeping in a tent by the side of the river. Yes, that, all that stuff happened. Um, <laughs> we were in nature and we did sleep in a tent by a river. Um, but it's fun. I like it. I yeah. think that going with other families when you're doing something like that mm-hmm. is nice because then you can say, okay, we'll do two dinners, you do two dinners, mm-hmm. or we'll do all the dinners, you do breakfast and lunch, or we're on our own for breakfast, and yeah. um, or we do breakfast together, separate lunches. It's just nice to be able to split the responsibilities. Right. And then the family that we went with, um, we've known them since their oldest was born, and they have another one now. And they, they're really good friends of ours, and we have similar parenting values and mm-hmm. styles. And I think when you've known kids since they were born, you feel kind of attached to them, you know? And Mm -hmm. so they are the type of people that we can, you know, it's like when we're serving dinner, it's not your kids and my kids. It's everyone's, all the kids need to eat. So let's like, I'll do all this, you know, I'll do all the meat, you do all the veggies and you do the fruit and someone does the drinks. Like it's, they're just kind of all of our kids together at certain times. Um, So it's nice to be able to kind of share in the workload with the kids, especially when you're on a river or to say like, I'm going to take the kids and we're going to do this little hike and you guys clean up, you know, kind of shared, um, shared workload. Right. And so that can can be really fun and it's just nice to have you know another maybe the dads take the kids fishing right. for a little while and the moms didn't have a glass of wine yes. or something <laughs> nice like that so um we've done that and then we have also gone to family camp a couple times once oh, with you guys yes which was really fun. Um, and that, you know, you're with a lot of families yes. during that time. <laughs> yes. So I think, well, and we shared a room. Yes. And you share a room. Yeah. So that makes you, and then the time that we went before without you guys, we went with another couple and shared a room. So yeah. it's interesting to be in at camp at, with a family in the same room, in the same room. You see all like, yeah. you know, your kids have a meltdown right in front of everyone else. And that's yeah. just, everyone sees it. Yeah. Well, and maybe we shouldn't share the story, but we'll share it with you listeners. Uh, one night at family camp, um, one of Brittany's kids woke up and was yelling for their pillow. And my husband <laughs> thought it was one of our kids. And so he was yelling at them to stop yelling. And like, then he was trying to help them find their pillow. And then, and we realized that in the next morning, not even our kid. Not your child. Not which, our pillow issue. <laughs> my husband just slept right through the whole thing. Yes, so. Exactly. Exactly. That's what they say when they say sleep like a husband. Yes. Not like a baby. Yes. 
Oh, if we could only sleep like a husband. So it's fun. But I do think you're right. You have to have a really good dynamic with the parents and the kids, which I think can be one of the challenging things is to find that that works for everybody. And you also have to like their spouse. So you might like, you know, the wife, but not like the husband or, you know, vice versa. The husbands might like each other, but the wives have a hard time. So finding Mm -hmm. that's just a lot of people to manage, you know. So I think it's great when you can find that. Yeah. Have you guys been on mini trips with other families? We have. Um, we have gone camping before with other families. And we did the like same. camping in a tent camping? So when I say camping, <laughs> I'm saying that really loosely. We borrowed mom and dad's motorhome and we went camping. I think that's called glamping. Glamping? Right? I don't know. It was roughing it for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. You had a shower and a stove. That is not roughing it. <laughs> We all have different levels. (laughs) Um, I finally just lived up to the fact in my life, like, I just am not a camping person. That's just not my cup of tea. I just don't like it. I think that's fine. And I think it's funny because growing up, would you have ever thought that I would want to sleep in a tent voluntarily? No. That's why it's hilarious. It is. It's hilarious to me, too. Like, I even took my kids camping by myself this past summer. Well, that sounds like torture. You know, it was... (laughs) It was good. It was good. Real good. Uh-huh. So maybe don't take that advice. You might yeah. not want to take your kids camping by yourself. Yeah. Um, no, I do think it's fun to be in nature. And I realize you can get a lot of the same things if you just rent like a cabin in the woods. You may disagree. Well, yes. <laughs> but whatever works for you and your family, yes. that is what is key. So yeah, we've done the camping in a motorhome which is obviously not roughing it, but you do get to share responsibilities mm-hmm. and then the kids can play together and activities and things like that. And the adults can hang out. Right. Um, and then a lot of times we did like, as the kids were kind of winding down, going to sleep, then adults would play cards or sit by a fire. And that is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some fun trips when we were first married with other couples. We went to Las Vegas one time and that was a super fun trip. Mm -hmm. Um, to hang out and go out to different restaurants and eat and kind of be down there and experience that. So that was a fun thing to do. Um, We haven't done any couple trips, just Brett and I um, with another couple. Mostly it's just been with families. We actually went a couple years ago, Brett's um, cousin, um, their family owns a house on River in Colorado and we went and we stayed and it was kind of like a mini family reunion. Mm -hmm. And so we did that and that was really fun. I think part of what made that trip so great in particular is the house was incredible and it was set up for like families to come and to be there so there was like multiple master bedrooms with bathrooms there was like two dishwashers two washers and dryers like it was like set up for a lot of people so it made it just tons of room to spread out um so I think it was a great accommodation so I do Mm -hmm. think when you if you are going to travel with families I think looking at where you're staying and what's that going to look like where you're going to be that type of thing yeah what space you need yes I agree with that um any challenging things that you can think of of traveling with other people um like you said before I think that kid dynamics like that definitely has to be right you have to have friends you know be with people who your kids get along with and obviously the kids aren't going to get along all the time so there's going to be disagreements there's going to be squabbles right just kind of people that have the same you know that, that your kids like to do the same things. My son, um, my oldest son, who's almost eight, he is really into trapping animals right yes, now. Yes, he is. <laughs> he hasn't really caught anything. Thank goodness. But he takes everything out of the recycling and cuts it up and makes it into traps. And now he's trying to convince 
his dad and I to buy him um, an actual trap, like a yeah. a live trap though, because we are very insistent on like, you don't really want anything to die, right? I don't know why he wants to catch these things. Anyways, all that to say, there's this little boy who lives down the street who's the same age, who is also luckily into like animals and trapping things and stuff. So they would be good people for us to spend time with because our right. kids like the same things. If we went with another family whose kid only liked video games but couldn't right. even know what to trap, then we might not be on the same page with that. So I'm really, really hoping that the trapping phase ends soon because number one, we go through so many glue sticks and tape <laughs> in my house. Expensive to trap apparently. Seriously. And there are just like these traps all over our yard. Oh my gosh. With nothing in them. But Thank like goodness. peanut butter and raspberries. You're so. just going to get ants. That's all he's going to trap is bugs and ants. Well, the worst thing was one time he brought one of the traps into our house to throw it away and it did have bugs in it. Oh my gosh. And then the bugs got in my house. Oh, that's disgusting. It was terrible. And I put a firm stop to any traps that have been outside coming back inside. They need to stay outside once they've been outside. Just put them straight into the trash. I think that's so funny because like a rule you didn't even know you needed to have. Welcome right. to motherhood. Right? <laughs> so, that's um, awesome. Anyways, and then another part that can sometimes be challenging for me is I am an introvert, which is something I didn't realize until yeah. like... A couple of years ago. Yeah. I've really kind of honed in on that. I would say within the past year, like knowing when I need breaks and um, such. And so when we do go with people, I just need to make sure that I can take a 20 minute walk alone or even like do the dishes by myself or something just so I can have like the quiet time and not like I just kind of run out of thoughts and words after a while. I literally my brain shuts down and I have nothing else to say or contribute to any meaningful conversation. So I have to make sure that like I get some, some me time. Right. You know, and it, it maybe it's just folding laundry or like putting right. the sleeping bags away, but right. just time that I'm not talking to anyone else. Yeah. So those are kind of some, some challenges that I've found with traveling. Nothing that doesn't make it still like not worth it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. So what about you? Have you come across anything that you thought was challenging when traveling with other families? I think one thing we can take into consideration, like when we're talking about it is we know when we go on a trip, it's always going to be fun, but we're always like, Oh, like how is that going to work? Like family dynamics or just Mm -hmm. like, it's hard when you have so many people starting out. So we already have four people we're trying to manage in relationships and kids and dynamics. And then who are we going to add in and is it going to be good or bad or how's that going to change it? Right. Um, and every trip is just so expensive for us because there's just so many people. Right. So everything is just like multiplied out. Um, so I think that's one of the challenges is just being like, okay, is this somebody who we think it's going to be a really great trip with and it's going to be super fun or could good or bad. Right. Um, and then I think people who are just like flexible and easygoing, I think are really great to travel with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sometimes just being aware of like, cause I feel like when you're traveling anywhere, whatever you're doing, you just have to be flexible because mm-hmm. things just don't always go perfect and there's always things that come up. So I think that that is a, um, a challenge is making sure people are flexible and that they are just willing to kind of go with the flow mm-hmm. and kind of open to that. So, yes. 
But I agree. Overall, I think the benefits of traveling and being with people and spending time with people is totally worth it. And we definitely want to do family camp with your family again. Oh, so okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Hopefully you guys don't want to go with us to share a cabin. I don't know. After the pillow situation last time. <laughs> Actually, if that's all we can say. Yes. I think it went pretty well. Very well. For yes. having seven kids seven in a room. Seven kids and four adults. Yeah. In one room. So many bunk beds. And so... <laughs> But, although you did have to sleep on the floor. I do. I'll take the floor next year. I had a mattress. I was okay. <laughs> ah, see? Better than a tent. Better than a tent, right? She, uh, She's so outdoorsy, listeners. Oh, goodness. So as we kind of wrap up this episode on families and friends and traveling with people and just spending time with um, other people, what do you think that you're into right now? What are you really enjoying in your life? Well, one thing that I'm really liking right now are Aussie Bites from Costco. Have you ever gotten those? Yes, those are good. They're like, I think they make them in little muffin tins, like the mini muffin tins, and they have all these different seeds and stuff. Yeah. Um, they're, I like to get them and then like, that's what I had for breakfast this morning. Or like if I need a little snack in the afternoon, like if you eat one, they're pretty filling. Right. And, um, do they have chia seeds in them? Is that yes, what they They have, well, they have chia seeds. They have like sunflower seeds. Flax, they have, right? Yeah. Like tons of different things. Yeah. Um, but they taste good. They taste good. Right. Yeah. Which makes me think that maybe they're not like as healthy as I. There's a cup of sugar in each one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> But they have, like, I think they have cranberries or raisins or yeah. something in them. So um, they're super delicious. And every time I get them, I'm like, oh, yes, I love these so much. I should get them more often. But I don't, Costco isn't very close to us. Like, we're an hour away from a Costco. So mm-hmm. um, I don't get them as often as I would like. But they are delicious. So yeah. um, I'll you pick some get them. Okay. Yeah. Pick some up next time at Costco. Yeah. What about you? What are you into? Right now, one thing that I just has had my heart for a year since we got it, is my Roomba. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. And I was um, actually talking to a lady at Sephora yesterday. I was buying some makeup. And she was telling me about her Roomba and how much she loves it. And I was telling her, I said, it's not the fact that it vacuums and picks up stuff. It's the fact that you get so much time back. Yes. And that's what I love about it. You're not pushing a vacuum and spending the time doing that. Yes. Yes. Um, so I tend to be one of those people that likes my floors clean. And I think part of it was when I had babies crawling around all the time, like you just had to keep them clean and they would put everything in their mouth and it was just gross. And so I feel like that's kind of carried over, but I don't want to spend the time vacuuming or sweeping all day. And so I feel like the Roomba is just something I love so much. And it was definitely an investment, but we've had it for three years and I honestly would buy one every single year. It's so worth the money to me. Like I just love it so much. Have not you... sponsored by Roomba, by the way. Unfortunately. <laughs> but just, <laughs> unfortunately, but just love this. Um, have you seen the mopping one? Yeah. I kind of want to try it. I know. I don't know how much they cost, but I think they're an investment too. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's something I could use. Because I have hardwood floors. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. We, they take a lot of time to clean. But I do love just my regular Roomba so much. Um, and they actually, I don't know, did you know this? They have lawnmower Roombas. Yes. I have a friend whose oh. brother has one. <gasps> Apparently he lives on like a couple acres, but he just like lets it run all the time. And I am so afraid that something would get chopped by like it. an animal? Well, like my foot. But I guess if you don't stand close to it, then you <laughs> It. Like you're not, it just seems really hazardous to have like a blade chopping. 
But I th- I'm sure there's precautions taken. Yeah, like, I don't look know. where you're walking. <laughs> don't what see if my it. child fell in the grass and then, <laughs> like, help, I can't get up. The room is after me. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. I would not have thought to be worried about that. Okay. The other thing is, I mean, what if it misses your grass and then you have, like, super tall random patches? Uh, I think you Does program it. I think it goes in a shape. I think you program it. And then it has like, you know, the dog fences with the invisible wires. Oh, yeah. I think it has one of those. So it's not just like Haphazard. out there <laughs> doing the whole neighborhood, <laughs> just running all over all your neighbor's feet and all the small children that fall down and can't get up. That's really funny. You're going to have nightmares about that tonight. I know. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't scare anybody too bad. Anyways, love the Roomba. Highly recommended it. I think I've gotten like seven of my friends to buy them. Well, I bought one because of you. I know. I know. Um, We'll link to that in the show notes. Yes. Very fun. Um, So hopefully in conclusion, you have found this episode enjoyable. You have thought about some things that you could implement in your life when you're looking for um, couple friends and family friends. And we've given you some ideas and some encouragement to get out there and to meet people and to really foster these relationships because we think they are so valuable. All right. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. Please visit us at theflourishinglife.co for show notes and links to all our socials.